Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Vince Burns. He's the Vice President of Sales at Demand Blue. Vince, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you. So Vince, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself? I uh, am the VP of sales for Demand Blue. I've been here 15 years. Uh, I got started, I've been in sales my entire career. I got started in pharmaceutical sales. I did that for about three and a half years. And then I ended up uh, in the late 80s getting kind of segueing into the IT sector. I worked for a uh, uh, systems integrator, a very large company, and then found my uh, way into uh, the custom application development world and uh, worked for, and then when I came here uh, a little over 15 years ago, that's kind of where I, that's kind of where we were with the parent company and uh, started building a team from there. But that's a little bit about my background and um, how I ended up here. That's fantastic. So when you first started, kind of what was your what was your first step when you when you took the job with Demand Blue before we kind of dive into what Demand Blue does? Yeah, I was hired by the parent company and that the company is Prelude Systems or Prelude Sys. And mm -hmm. and we were a um, and still are. I just I just work for a different brand right now. We were a uh, focused on legacy modernization, um, large custom application development projects, much like a Deloitte or an Accenture. And when I started, I was hired as VP of sales. And the ultimate goal was to build a national sales team. But um, I've been around the block a few times and I have a lot of relationships um, back then or had and still do, but uh, wanted to convert those and bring those over first. So I spent the first six months bringing over some relationships, some logos over to the parent company, and then uh, started to build a team. And I hired uh, three sales reps at once. Uh, we set up shop in Austin, Texas, Chicago, and hired uh, an account manager here in, in uh, Southern California. So now I'm just completely, you know, um, I lead the sales team and, and uh, I've, I've got uh, uh, a team under me, but I did transition to Demand Blue about nine or 10 years ago. So I'm just strictly focused on salesforce.com logos and customers right now. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more, you know, about Demand Blue. Demand Blue, we're a... Uh, um, uh, what's called a summit partner. So we are, no pun intended, we're top of the mountain um, as, as a summit partner. And um, if, if you know anything about Salesforce, it's, 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 it's uh, an extremely large uh, platform, uh, a customer experience platform. Um, and uh, it's an expense. It can be an expensive proposition. So, working for and being a consulting uh, uh, partner for Salesforce, we help companies leverage the platform. Mm, interesting, interesting. And you know, when you're working with these companies, do you tend to see any trends in you know what type of company industry that they're in or anything like that? We don't have a niche, if you will. Um, our top three industries, if you will. Uh, we do a lot with HLS. We're very strong with healthcare and life sciences, financial services, manufacturing. And we have um, a, um, a dot org practice. We've got about 30 to 35 nonprofits that we support and serve as well. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, Salesforce is, a, you know, a, a beast in the industry, if we may. Um, so, you know, there are, you know, companies that are, you know, doing, you know, consulting similar to what Demand Blue does. How is Demand Blue able to, you know, stand out from its competition? I would say two things uh, that that kind of separates a little bit. The fact that we're a summit partner, so we are we are again top tier. Um, that doesn't get you the business though. You've you know the customers got to feel that you you've got what they want, and it could be industry. It could be um, we just had a call this morning with with a company, and and the big push right now, as you've heard, is AI, mm-hmm. generative AI, uh, Salesforce. We just got back from Dreamforce. It was all. Uh, GPT AI. And so that's, that's what this call was about. They want to test our strength in AI and we've already executed, you know, a number of those types of projects. So we're off to a good start there, but what also separates us is um, 99.9% of the other partners out there. And it's not just Salesforce. Everything is kind of addressed in a fixed price fashion. It's project-based, it's linear, you scope out a project and then you give them a price to execute that project through deliverables. We pioneered an on-demand service model about eight or nine years ago. And think of it as a service as a service. I don't like to compare, but if you think of Netflix or Uber, you can get what you want, when you want, how you want. And our our on-demand service is subscription-based. And we've baked in a lot of goodies into that that the customer gets. They know what they're going to spend. They know what they're going to get with that sub-fee. And then there's an hourly rate. And we've reduced the hourly rate because of the sub-fee. So it's a um, two-tier cost model. And that that hourly rate's about 25% below market rates. And depending upon the deal, we'll, we'll negotiate. And we can probably get to 35% below market rates, but that really separates us. We've signed up over 200 customers on the on-demand model. It's pay as you use. I won't try to sell you on it right now, but that's that's uh, one of the big things that separates us. That's fantastic. And you know, when you're talking about generative AI as, as one of the ways that you're able to stand out, you know, staying ahead of the curve, is that kind of leveraging technology and staying on top of the curve, some of the ways that Demand Blue has been able to continue to grow, you know, in, in general? Yeah, so I just finished, um, I mentioned this to you before the call, mm-hmm. I just finished three days of a pretty intensive partner training with Salesforce, from Salesforce, they bring in mentors and, and coaches um, my team is going through a champion uh, training right now where it's a, they, 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 they've got to define a use case. And it's, it's you know, we're selling like Salesforce. So um, there's the continued education, um, going to Dreamforce. Um, and, and, and AI is the, the, the elephant in the room right now. So that's kind of where we're focused. And, and, and customers are getting there. They're not all there requires you know money sometimes to invest in 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 the new things um but yeah it's it's that's what's going to separate us like i mentioned in the outset on that call today is we have experience already um with ai and um, machine learning was 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 one of their criteria mobile publishing um and what's called einstein analytics um so 
Interesting. Interesting. I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did. You did. You did. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when we're talking about the different offerings that that Demand Blue has, you know, I imagine that that the piece of helping organizations really optimize their Salesforce platforms can be a challenge for, you know, customers not necessarily understanding all of the capabilities or really how to leverage different aspects of it. So, you know, do you tend to see trends in the common challenges that companies are are facing? Um, you know, like you said, you know, how, how you've got the subscription model kind of helping them in that way? Yeah, I think the trends and the challenges are all very similar across. So let's just say we have SMB mid-market mm -hmm. And depending upon who you are, it could be large enterprise or it just could be SMB mid-market enterprise, which encompasses all large accounts. Um, it's kind of the same. Do they have and, and the challenges in SMBs uh, would be, do they have the money? Do they have the talent? As you go up to mid-market, you're going to have more money, bigger budgets, and you can attract better talent as well. So um, leveraging the platform, you know, um, uh, I often say that customers they have this Ferrari in the garage, Salesforce customers, but they don't know what all the buttons are. And if they push this button, it's gonna cost X and they push this, it's gonna cost Y. So we help them uh, with those buttons, leverage the platform. Um, we kind of have the saying, it's implementation success versus customer success. And logos will bring in, customers will bring in an implementation partner and the relationship kind of stops there but they still have that ferrari and there's 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 a lot there's a lot to take advantage of so that's kind of where we live is helping them get the most out of the platform i think that's terrific and i imagine too you know super helpful for clients who you know whether it be smbs or mid markets who need to leverage all tools that they have to continue to grow and scale is is a crucial piece of of building not only demand blue but helping companies scale themselves as well absolutely yeah yeah no that's terrific so you know i'm i'm curious to kind of pick your brain a little bit that there are, I imagine, common misconceptions of, you know, not not necessarily, you know, Demand Blue, but Salesforce in general. Talk to me about some of those common misconceptions that you hear often. That's a good question. Uh, misconceptions. I'm going to go back to something I kind of alluded to a minute ago, and I don't know if a lot of people realize the investment sometimes required to take advantage of the Salesforce platform, if you will, um, it's not it's not a um, a cheap proposition. So you invest, and there's a lot there. There's a lot more to invest in. So I think misconception is um, some people, because stakeholders make a decision. So I'm going to say people as a stakeholder to bring it in. They realize, uh oh, this is um, a little bigger than we thought it was. Um, if if and and. You know, most do their due diligence and in the larger companies, they're going to make a good decision. They know what they're getting into. But as far as misconceptions, um, I don't know. You know, customers want their partners. I just saw uh, a piece of data that 73% of customers want their partner to anticipate their needs. Um, and, and that's not a misconception, but it's, it's something that customers expect. They expect us to anticipate their needs. 
They don't want order takers. They don't want a partner that's just going to kind of, um, um, they want a partner to actually grab them by the hand and walk them down the path of, uh, to success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I imagine too, that can be difficult for people who may have an aversion to change. Um, so kind of walking them through, I imagine, you know, a lot of, a lot of what demand blue does is building that trust within clients to say, you know, let's, let's take this journey together. Let's, let's help you figure out those buttons on the Ferrari. Yeah. Change as we know, um, change can be difficult, uh, for a lot of, a lot of people. Um, Larger companies are risk adverse. They have better talent. They might have, I'm not gonna say smarter people, but people have worked their way up into a bigger company, earned that, that, that CIO position in a larger company for a reason. Um, they're not gonna take a chance on a partner that's not known. So they tend to stick with the bigger boys or girls in, in, um, in that space. Um, the change is more difficult down the ladder um, is, as far as, uh, and you know, when you're moving from one system to another, when you're integrating systems together, you know, the goal is to make Salesforce the front office for a company mm-hmm. and then everything bolts on behind it uh, through an integration platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, terrific, terrific. You know, Vince, as we as we start to wrap up this call, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with, whether it be, you know, advice, anything more about Demand Blue, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Advice. Uh, I would say, well, we had a pre-conversation before this at one point, and one of the questions was, or one of the things you asked was a piece of advice somebody had, you know, perhaps imparted on me. And I haven't really been given, we've all been given advice, but most of what I've, I've, I've rolled into my DNA um, as, as a sales head, as a salesperson are things that I've probably read. And I actually have a spiral binder that I've accumulated the past 15 plus years where I go, Oh, that's good. And I'll write it down, you know, um, but one of the things that I, that I kind of pass on to, to people I hire and reps, uh, sales can be tough. Um, there can be a lot of no's, but you've got to have the right mindset. You've got to know you're in the no business when you're in sales. So that little piece of advice that I, that I impart is, is no doesn't mean no. It just means not now. Okay, have that mindset. It just means not now. And it could be any number of reasons. You've got to wait your turn in line. The timing's bad, which is kind of tied to that. It could be budgetary, uh, budgetary constraints, but that's that's the game we're in. So, um, you know, stick with it, and 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 uh, so that's that. So that's a sales piece. Um, I, I don't have any real advice out of out of you know. There's a, there's there's eighteen hundred partners in the ecosystem, the Salesforce ecosystem. There's a lot of us out there, but there's plenty of business to go around. Um, that'd be my advice, or or, or my two cents. There's plenty there we of. Go. Business. Plenty of business go. to go around. There's plenty for all of us. That's terrific. Well, Vince, if people wanted to learn more about Demand Blue, you know, be, become a partner, where would they go to learn more? Demandblue.com. There we go. Easy enough. Easy you enough. Well, that. Vince, I think this has been a terrific conversation. I appreciate all of your insight, your advice, you know, the, the different analogies you gave. I think this was, you know, like I said, a terrific episode. And I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Likewise. Thanks a lot. Hey. 
Are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.